we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 17th, 2019. And uh, today, just kind of your basic current event um, Bible study. Uh, a lot of different things to cover. A lot more confirmation coming every single week now. Uh, there is no doubt anymore regarding Trump. There, And for me, there hasn't been at all what we're dealing with here uh, I think a lot of us from the very beginning were you were hoping for the best but in the back of your mind my mind I was preparing for the worst and um, there's a lot of people that are finally getting on board with this and <clears throat> admitting what is going on a lot of different ministries now I'm seeing it Chuck Baldwin just put out a, a really good um, report on this on all the lies that trump has told not all but just a some of the big whoppers some of the broken campaign promises it's so flagrant it's so in your face his ties to you know corrupt mobsters the synagogue of satan some of the most w wicked factions and people that you would ever you know the, the connections to jeffrey epstein and the child pedophilia i mean it's it's undeniable cannot be refuted um and um my biggest thing with trump is is that a lot of people and you know there was all these supposed prophets they're still out there they're still saying you know he's great or whatever and the q thing and they're just you know trust the plan i i'm at, i don't even look at their stuff anymore it's not worth bothering with but it's incomprehensible to me at this point how um <clears throat> they're putting this information out and people are believing it at this point because a tree is known by its fruit. And the fruit of this whole administration is getting more corrupt by the day. Getting more flagrant, it's getting more in your face. And um, the Bible predicted it was going to be this way. And that was the big thing with me and, and Trump. has always said, well, is God going to give us a reprieve? I don't see any Bible for that. I see that, you know, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of, as it was in the days of Lot. <laughs> uh, you know, and I see all those things increasing. I see wickedness increasing and, and the whole lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender issue exploding. Trump's all on board with all of it. And he's the perfect tool for that because his base is to a large part, still asleep because he's in office. And and as I've said, they're accomplishing far more under Trump than they, I believe they could have under Hillary. There would have been far more pushback. Far more people would have been vigilant and awake. And um, the church included in... they it's, it's a brilliant play on their part, what they've done. They're, and I think, too, the main thing that Satan would worry about is not only the pushback involved, but the prayer that would go up in opposition to some of the, somebody like Hillary being in office. Now, I'm not saying I want I wanted Hillary. Okay, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that they're accomplishing far more under Trump than they could have under Hillary because it's it's kind of effortless when Trump's been in office. There's just very little pushback from the right or those that would call themselves the conservatives. Had Hillary got in, there would have been red alarm, red alert, 
and that would still be there here to this day and i think they would have had a lot harder time implementing all the things that they're doing right now but under trump it's been pretty seamless and he did a lot of seemingly very good stuff in the in the first two years and i documented all that i gave him credit for that stuff but there was also a lot of other leaven commingled but when bush senior died if he did die heard that there's accounts of him not being seen or whatever and i don't know central america or south america i don't know um and trump's faction of the illuminati took over and they were given notice at that funeral with those notices that the clintons were given and the bushes were given and in those notes that they got everything changed at that point then trump signed that legislation i think it was i don't know end of february and that that section 224a which incentivized illegal aliens to come here in mass all they had to do is say i might sponsor an unaccompanied illegal alien i might and you're in you t- you step one foot on our soil amnesty here's your uber ride from our government employees to your sanctuary city or wherever you want to go here's all the goodies here's your ebt cards here here's all the all the food di- you know you i mean it's it's unbelievable what they're given it's unbelievable the amount of stuff they're given right off the bat and they're running commercials down in i don't know about mexico but central america and i mean they were interviewing a lot of these people coming across oh yeah i saw the commercial and that's why i got all of this is being done under his watch even if the wall ever got built when you incentivize something they're going to find a way around they're streaming over the border right now streaming streaming i'm sorry guys but america's done now i'm not saying that because i want you to give up and throw up your hands and god doesn't isn't on the throne i'm not saying it for that reason at all but it's pretty much over as far as i can see the game is fixed it's been set in motion the predicted world war three that they predicted from the 1800s we're we're getting we're inching closer to that but the thing is is the bible predicted all this was going to happen okay it didn't say that the ten kingdoms that you know when you have the, the false prophet and the antichrist and the ten kingdoms that the bible talks about in daniel and revelation that there was going to be one good one that you know did righteousness and tried to fight the new world order never said that no the whole world is going to be pretty much wicked just like it was in the days of noah and there will be a righteous remnant that god always preserves even though many times they have to you know the bible talks about you know the martyring of the saints and the beheadings and those types of things now i'm not saying that that's going to be 100 every single person every single one of the remnant on the planet but there's going to be millions of them obviously and um that's what the bible predicted and that's what we're 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 looking at right now how long till we're actually into the tribulation period i don't know 
I've said for years that it's going to depend upon when World War III starts. I've heard estimates, Cutting Edge for a long time said that they predicted that for some reason they predicted a 91-day war. Now, I don't know if there's any validity to that or not. The, the occultists were saying that World War III would be 91 days and at the end of it, the Antichrist will come out of the, the smoke and the ashes of World War III and come as the great man of false peace, essentially, and confirm the covenant with many for a week or seven years with many nations and so we can all play nice. And that will be when the tribulation period starts. Now, whether it's a 91-day war or longer, I don't know. But Iran is the linchpin for all that. It's the last domino to really fall. You could say Syria, but, you know, they've been, we've been in Syria. There's been a lot of, it's very unstable. I mean, extremely. Iran, and I'm going to prove that today, is really the last domino to fall. And that's what they're saying. That's what the, the, the bad guys are saying before they can get World War III. Really. And that's going to be what starts World War III. Just, and I've, I've went over these before, but just to revisit them, Bible verses on corrupt governments. Psalm 9420 says, Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? My comment, the, the King James also translates the root word for frameth in Hebrew as fashion form and make so um when it says frameth which frameth mischief by a law means that it's fashioning it it's forming it it's making it but you've also heard like the framers of our constitution you know it's kind of in that sense we're talking about the throne of iniquity and then it also translates the root word for mischief in the following manner. Iniquity, misery, painful, perverseness, sorrow, toil, travail, trouble, wearisome, and wickedness. Now, how does that describe what we're in right now? Pretty, pretty accurate, you know. That's why we need to keep setting our eyes on things above constantly, always looking to the author and finisher of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because this life is just a vapor, it's just passing away. We're just passing through, essentially. And I'm saying that as much to myself as anyone. Not like, you know, I'm Mr. Perfect over here. But when you, you, you think, like a lot of times if we're just thinking in our common vernacular, well, mischief, well, he was just mischievous. It was no, no big deal. But see, actually, the root word, the Hebrew root word for where mischief is derived is iniquity misery painful perverseness sorrow toil travail trouble wearisome and wickedness all the stuff we're seeing every day constantly in the news cycle increasing and they're framing all of this wickedness by a law just painting collectively painting humanity into a corner and particularly if you're like a conservative bible believing second amendment that type of thing you're 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 their main target psalm 94 21 they gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood well that's what these wicked perverse servants of satan are doing they're gathering themselves together against the soul the souls really of the righteous 
and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity. God meaning, God will bring upon them their own iniquity. And shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. That is their end. They will be cut off. We are on the winning team. Rest assured. I have no doubt in that. At all. None. Not even a little. We're on the winning team, guys. We are. Period. End of story. If, you know... You die today absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So either way, you're going to win. But you need to endure to the end, the Bible talks about. They that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. Not being weary and well-doing, enduring to the end. Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus Christ said to pray that way. Because he can make a way where there seems to be no way. Even if the walls seem like they're closing in, you might seem like you're in a horrible position and this or that. And, and But God knows what a state that you're in. And he loves his children. So you can go to God, cast your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Cast your cares. And go back to that study I just did, I don't know, a couple months ago. Just key and worry. In the keyword search box at contendingfordruth.com. Listen to that again. Because this the, the, the news cycle is more and more insane every time I, I get on air now. I mean, I can't even really comprehend what's going on. And it's very easy to fall into a, a very, like, throw up your hands, negative mindset. And I'm, I don't want that for my listeners. It's not why I'm here. But Watchman warns, and unfortunately... The responsibility that I have is the most horrific news cycle the world has probably ever known, maybe save Noah's day. Like, right before the flood. So it's, it's a very hard balancing act for me to do this. It's extremely hard. Um, Proverbs 29.4 The king by judgment established the land. But he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it. Meaning if you're on the take or you're on the dole, you're not gonna you're not gonna establish the land in justice, which is essentially what we're talking about here. You're gonna overthrow it. And if you look at the history of Donald Trump, there's there's probably not I don't know of another president we've ever had in office that is more compromised than this guy on so many different levels. He's bought, sold, paid for, blackmailed in ways you or I cannot even imagine. Ecclesiastes 5.8 If thou seest the oppression of the poor in violent perverting of judgment and justice in a province. Isn't that what we're doing every day? You've seen the poor oppressed? You've seen violent perverting of judgment and justice in the land? Are you seeing that? Yeah. Marvel not at the matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth. And there be higher than they. Meaning all these wicked devils, God's higher than them. He's in control. And that's what we need to understand. Proverbs 29.2 When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. 
Yeah, I mean, if you have a righteous person and a righteous government and authority, the people will rejoice. The wicked might not like it that much. <laughs> I mean, if they're if they're but collectively though, humanity at large will rejoice. The wicked will typically f flee from that type of environment because cockroaches don't like it when light is shined on them because their deeds are evil. They love the darkness because the Bible says their deeds are evil. But they that loveth righteousness, righteousness come to the light. The fear of God is to hate evil and every wicked thing. I hate evil. I detest it. I hate it when I see it in myself. But we're not to marvel at the matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth, and there be higher than they. And when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Well, that's where, where we're at now. The righteous people will mourn. Now, maybe the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, but their day's coming. All the wicked, their day's coming. Now, I pray their souls get saved, but eventually, even they will understand that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And in the end, if Satan had his way, let's say this all went to its logical conclusion and God wasn't on the throne and Satan got his way, well, he would kill everybody. But that's where we're at right now. When the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Genesis 6, 11, which is Noah's day, the earth was also corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And we're seeing more and more of that. What about the violence that takes place with a, over 100,000 abortions that take place every day on a global basis? That's the most extreme kind of violence in God's eyes. You're, 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 you know, killing the baby in the womb of the mother, which is where the baby should be its safest, and it's actually the most high-risk place you can possibly be on planet Earth, percentage-wise, is the womb of, of a mother. Obviously not all mothers, but I'm just talking across the board, percentage-wise. All that innocent blood crying out from the land. That brings a curse on the land, the Bible says. And when men are with men and women are with women and women and men are with animals, all of these are things that bring curses on the land. And we're seeing an explosion of all this. So you should expect when the earth is corrupt like that, the earth will be filled with violence. And God will only put up with it for so long. Um, there's some, I, this is kind of like a, a little, I, I added some other information to this. And there's some reports here. One report is Americans government, the government's corrupt elites serve only themselves. Top 10 ways the U.S. is the most corrupt government in the world. Uh, next one is 75% of the U.S. see widespread government corruption. The next one, this U.S. government is the most corrupt in history. Um, you know, that I'm sure that could be debated, but um, those are some reports there for, about that. And then I, I posted my teaching here 
Romans 13, an unlimited subservience to the government. Where should a Bible-believing Christian draw the line? Do Christians who use Roman thir Romans 13, when this is what the 501c3 churches are told, especially if they're, in the, they're signed up with the clergy response team, the pastors, this is the portion of scripture that they beat into their congregants' heads because they want them to be totally compliant and subservient to the government no matter what the government requests them requests of them but does do christians who use romans 13 to teach that we should not oppose government or any other political leader really believe that civil civil magistrates have an unlimited authority to do anything they want without opposition for example what if our president decided to resurrect the old monarchical custom and I, if this president i wouldn't you know that that i probably wouldn't even surprise me because of his philandering resurrect the old monarchical custom of just prime noctis or the law of the first night that was the old medieval custom when the king claimed the right to sleep with the sub with a subject's bride on the first night of their marriage can you imagine what incredible wickedness would our sincere christian brethren sheepishly say romans chapter 13 we must submit to the government would any of us respect any man who would submit to such a law are there so there are limits to authority all human authority is limited in nature no man has unlimited authority over the lives of other men lordship and sovereignty are the exclusive domain of jesus christ did john the baptist violate god's principle of submission to authority when he publicly scolded king herod for his infidelity it cost him his head did simon peter and the other apostles violate god's principles of submission to authority when they refused to stop preaching on the streets of jerusalem acts 529 says then peter and the other apostles answered and said we ought to obey god rather than men end of quote so even the great prophets apostles and writers of the bible including the writers the writer of romans chapter 13 understood the human authority even civil authority has its limits so i post that teaching there uh quick announcement i'm going to be changing my email format most likely at least for a while um the email providers that are out there and and i got a feeling this is going to start happening across the board or getting more big brother and it's just like anything else people are being deplatformed off social media if you if you talk against this or that or vaccines or or anything that the government brands as um conspiracy theories or or lies or whatever their version of you know their version of truth is almost virtually always now a lie so if you expose the lies now you're a target um so i'm going to i'm kind of being put in a position where i'm forced to when i send out an email i'm probably going to send out like if it's a newsletter i'm gonna i will send out a link to the newsletter which will take you to my website which in a way is better because then if you want to go back and reference that it'll be there it, it'll it'll be like on the internet and you can go and look at the links and, and it, you can refer somebody to that website link as opposed to an email is just like okay it's here there and the links are there but if you delete it it's gone whereas now it'll actually be archived on my website um it's going to be more work on my end but um I don't, I'm kind of in a position where I, I felt like I kind of should have done this a while back anyway. And um, 
I'm I'm being put in a position where I don't really have a lot of choice. But it's to me, it's not going to affect anything. It's just going to be a little bit more work on my end. And uh, we do appreciate you know your prayers and the donations and anyone that that orders from us because that helps support the ministry. And I mean, it's. When I watch all the videos now, it is constantly, I can just see everyone in alternative media is just scrambling to try to make up for all the revenue they've lost. Now, a lot of them have been dependent upon ads and um, the YouTube stuff. And I never went that route. I just never had a piece about going that route. So I've never been dependent upon that. But I, But we have always been dependent upon um donations and orders and things like that that come in and um so we i just want to let you know we we appreciate anything like that 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 comes in um it's been um a big downturn overall in the last i'd say three to four years we've, we've seen a lot a lot less overall come in and um but we're still here we're still here we're still going i'm not ever going to beg for my if i have to get to that point i'm shutting it down i'm just going to shut it down because i'm not going to get to that point where i have to do that um and i'm not this isn't like a threat or anything i'm just saying i think that's god's green light to me to move to the whatever next phase of ministry he wants me in and um you know that's that's kind of how i will i will probably interpret that i mean obviously i would want more confirmation from god but there's going to come a time when the night is coming when no man can work. And with the internet, our days are numbered. Anybody on the internet, anybody putting out alternative media that doesn't line up with Satan's big brother uh, lies and ideology, their days are numbered. And there's a number of different ways that's going to happen. Internet kill switch, they could bring in all kinds of different regulations. Trump's done all types of stuff to turn over sovereignty of the internet to foreign bodies and the united nations and things of this nature um i never know on a week-to-week basis when that stuff is going to kick in and when it does i I think it's going to be you're going to see um a total retooling of the internet and it will be like george orwellian 1984 type of thing um so let's go to the first report here so the first report is entitled the usa building a case for world war three the all too convenient tanker attacks as u.s seeks war with iran now when this first broke this week on this most current set of tanker attacks i quickly compiled about 20 over 25 pages of information on this i'm to the point now where there's just no way i can cover the news cycles properly there's just no i'd have to be doing this every single day and i'm i'm a one-man band doing this um every single aspect of the ministry other than like maintaining the website and i I praise god i have a listener that that does that um as far as not the day-to-day stuff but as far as putting the website up on the internet and um it's too voluminous the amount of information that's breaking not only that, I don't want to overwhelm my listeners with any more news than I already am. Because, I mean, you could constantly be fixated on this stuff 24-7 and then not have any time for God at all. And that's also really not my goal. <laughs> I don't want that. So, you know, 
sometimes it may just be that you don't even listen to the audios, but maybe you just peruse the even the table of con, even the even the prayer points that I have. If you feel convicted that way on a week to week basis, go with that. Don't I don't want to steal your time from God. I don't. Because then I have I have to answer to God for that. So I'm trying to juggle all that, being a watchman and not taking too much of your time, and but also getting the truth out there. So, um, I, I I I found this one report that did a nice job of summarizing what's going on here. It doesn't cover all the points in the 25 pages at all, but hopefully I've taught you. I, I've I've taught enough about this in the last couple months regarding the world war three scenario with iran that everybody if they've been listening to my audience have, has a fairly decent base of knowledge regarding the agenda and the plans here this report starts out to say it would be far more preferable if the united states could cite an iranian provocation as justification for the airstrikes before launching them clearly the more outrageous the more deadly and the more unprovoked the iranian action the better off the United States would be. Of course, it would be very difficult for the United States uh, to goad Iran into such a provocation without the rest of the world recognizing this game, which would then undermine it. Now, where was that said? Where was that quote just said? Well, it was said by the Brookings Institution. I, I think it's either a report or a book that they put out called The Path to Persia. This is from 2009. Okay. Now, they're talking about this in 2009, 10 years ago. They were saying the last linchpin, basically, to get the, um, because I really believe what they're talking about here is World War III. The last linchpin for that is to provoke Iran into a confrontation and then be able to blame them. What is the Brookings Institution? Now, this is straight off what they say they are. This isn't like conspiracy a website that is getting into this this is what they claim to be the brookings institution is an american research group founded in 1916 on a think tank in washington dc so you know it's evil and corrupt it conducts research and education in the social sciences primarily in economics metropolitan metropolitan policy governance foreign policy and global economy and development its stated mission is to provide innovative and practical recommendations that advance three broad goals. One, strengthen American democracy. Two, foster the economic and social welfare, security and opportunity of all Americans. And three, secure a more open, safe, prosperous, and cooperative international system. But what is about, it's, it's about advancing three broad goals. Strengthening American democracy. I mean, so they're saying that a war with Iran in their own report in the in which path to Persia from 2009 would be a good thing. We just got to figure out how we can provoke them enough and maybe do enough false flags in order to blame them so we'll have world support behind us. Because why? Well, this would strengthen American democracy. which is their first goal. Now we're going to come back to them a lot, quite a bit in this little report here. For the second time since the United States unilaterally 
unilaterally withdrew from Iran nuclear deal, Western reports of suspected attacks on oil tankers near the Strait of Hormuz have attempted to implicate Iran. The London Guardian, in an article titled Two Oil Tankers Struck and Suspected Attacks on the Gulf of Oman, would claim, and again, if you haven't heard this news, this is what happened this week. Two oil tankers have been hit in a suspected attack in the Gulf of Oman, and the crews evacuated a month after a similar incident in which four tankers in the region were struck. We got into that before. Again, very, very highly likely a false flag event. Iran has no motivation whatsoever to attack oil tankers and tankers in the Strait of Hormuz. Because all it's going to end up doing is shutting down their own, their own exports of oil. Because America's chomping at the bit to get World War III going. And if that happens, all oil exportation is going to be gone. And America's putting sanctions against anyone that even buys oil from Iran that they do business with. Why would Iran want to shut down the Strait of Hormuz by attacking all of these different oil tankers and ships coming through there? When it's only going to hurt them. It makes zero sense unless you look at what the Brookings Institute said back in 2009 on how do we get, well, we'll do a whole bunch of false flags and blame it on Iran and keep blaming them and keep putting more monetary sanctions on them and keep, now, do I think Iran is perfect? No, not even in the, the slightest, but why would they want a nuclear exchange with America? Makes no sense. We want that. The synagogue of Satan, Israel, wants that. They want World War III. Continuing further, the article also claimed Gulf tensions have been close to boiling points for weeks as the U.S. puts maximum economic pressure on Tehran in an attempt to force it to reopen talks about the 2015 nuclear deal, which the U.S. pulled out of last year. Iran has repeatedly said it has no knowledge of the incidents and did not instruct any surrogate forces to attack Gulf shipping or Saudi installations. And again, why would they want to do that? It makes no sense at all. They have nothing to gain by doing that nothing only everything to lose from an economic standpoint the article would also note u.s national security advisor john bolton would without evidence claim that iran was almost certainly involved i mean instantly when this happened they were that's what they were all saying pompeo bolton the biggest warmongering devils that two of the big biggest warmongering devils that trump has surrounded himself with by design on purpose and they instantly jump to this conclusion that iran did it and then they come out with this this grainy video of some drone footage of them taking off the 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 limpet mine off the side of the oil tanker and this is definitely them doing this that could have been anybody taking that mine off that could have been anybody and though yes but it had to be iran because they would they would they're trying to cover up the evidence what if that was all staged what if that was all states? And why was it that we we so happened to have a drone there filming this? And the drone footage was so grainy and so bad. It's so It was like 1980s-esque bad footage. In the middle of the day, they can't get better footage of that. No, because they're trying to cover this up. 
This is an elaborate ploy and ruse to convince everybody that Iran is out there wanting to blow up all these tankers in the Strait of Hormuz, which would gain them nothing and devastate them economically. And the tankers weren't even American. They were like, <laughs> oh, one of them was Japanese and the other one was, I think, Dutch or something. It makes no sense. And I'm going to get more on the Japanese angle in, in a minute here. The news of attacked oil tankers near the Strait of Hormuz blamed by the U.S. on Iran comes all too conveniently on the heels of additional, of additional steps taken by Washington to pressure Iran's economy and further undermine the Iranian government. The U.S. just recently ended waivers for nations buying Iranian oil. Nations including Japan, South Korea, Turkey, China, and India will now face U.S. sanctions if they continue importing Iranian oil. Again, what right do we really have to do that? Well, they're trying to start World War III, so we're putting sanctions on them. No, you're trying to start it. It's all false flags from the United States and Israel and Saudi Arabia trying to do this. But see, they're trying to provoke them and provoke them and blame them and blame them and then ultimately build a case against them. Because when I saw Pompeo speak, about this he was naming off all these things iran's done like in the last few months all the stuff i've i've reported on that we've proven are false flags and lies but those are the things the very things he said see they're building a case they're building a case that when they finally have the big one the big false flag they're going to say look at all the stuff they've done and now look at this that's it we're going to war world war three and right now we're sending all these we're staging all this equipment over there because see, you just can't have World War III. They want to be like, they want to have all their equipment already pre-positioned ahead of time. From what I'm seeing, the projected date is October. We're going to talk more about that. Now, could it happen sooner or later? Sure. And I'm not a date setter. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, this is the intel I've seen. October. Coincidentally, one of these ships that were supposedly attacked this week was carrying japan-related cargo the guardian reported well what they didn't report is that that actual tanker was japanese and the iranians were just coincidentally enough meeting with the japanese prime minister in iran at the exact same time that the supposed iranian attack on the japanese tanker took place what a coincidence and you know, I really, it makes a lot of sense that Iran is in like these peace talks with Japan over all this stuff. Japan's trying to go in there and be a mediator of peace with Iran, try to settle all this down. And right when they're meeting with the, with the prime minister of Japan in Iran, I don't know how many miles away it was from where they were meeting, let's say a hundred miles away, for argument's sake or 200 i don't know maybe it was a thousand but they were in iran coincidentally enough their japanese tanker supposedly gets attacked by iran why would they do that that makes zero sense at all you're in peace talks with japan and i'm gonna go while i'm meeting with the prime minister i'm gonna yeah you know what i'm gonna just throw chance to the wind and i'm gonna go, i'm gonna just go out there and attack their tanker while we're meeting with the prime minister 
I could understand if like afterwards the meeting went really, really bad and then maybe they would have provocation to attack, but not while it's going on and they weren't even on bad terms anyway. That's why Japan was there. Again, it's all lies and garbage that we're being fed in the mainstream news cycles. Just any kind of common sense you look at this it makes no sense whatsoever but see if good old synagogue of satan yoked up with america and saudi arabia and who knows what else if they wanted to do something and get japan really angry get them mad at iran wouldn't that be the perfect thing to do blow a hole in one of their tankers, leave an unattached mine, say, oh, look, it's Iranian. We know it's Iranian. They said that too. Well, do you think they might have been able, even if it was, do you think they might have been able to acquire one of these Iranian limpet mines and use that for this? Oh, it, it didn't explode. And it was way up on the side of the ship. How did it get up there? It's a magnetic mine. How did it get up there? Did it fly up there? It wouldn't have done hardly any damage anyway. But see, it really made a good photo op when they came up on side of the ship and they had the grainy drone footage showing supposedly the Iranians pulling it off the side, even though you couldn't tell if it was who it was that was pulling it off the side. But see, no, no, it's Iran. See, look, they're trying to cover up the evidence. They did it. It didn't explode. I mean, it, it's like the worst B-rated movie you've ever seen if you really start to analyze this in any kind of logical way. That's why I mean. I had 25 pages of info to cover. And I'm like, if I do that this week, then that's all I can talk about. And I will not be able to get to any other topics. And there's too many other incredibly important topics to not cover them. I don't have that luxury anymore. So... In an article from May of 2019, the Associated Press said President Trump warns Iran over sabotaged oil tankers in Gulf. And he would claim, they would claim four oil tankers anchored in the Middle East were damaged by what Gulf officials described as sabotage through satellite images obtained by Associated Press on Tuesday. And again, we got all into this and, and pretty much debunked this as well. A whole bunch of things happened right around that same time. This wasn't that long ago. This was just like last month. Four oil tankers anchored in the Mideast were damaged by what Gulf officials described as sabotage. Now remember, this is like last month, through satellite images obtained by the Associated Press on Tuesday, but they showed no major major visible signs of damage to the vessels. Hmm. Weird. Two ships allegedly were Saudi, one Emirati, and one Norwegian. The article also claimed a U.S. official in Washington, without offering any evidence, told the AP without offering any evidence, which is exactly what we're seeing now over and over. It's all like, well, they did this and they did, they haven't proven they, they did any of the other stuff, but they're basically saying, no, they did it. And this is how we're building a case against them. And then when they really do the big false flag, like let's say they take down the USS Abraham Lincoln, which is, you know, was from what I heard before, would be the, the big one. That would really get us into World War III. They're already going to have all these other things they can point to and say, look, Iran, and Iran's over here the whole time saying, 
we didn't do this we why would we want to do this this makes no sense this i mean even the muslims when they do something if you've noticed in like suicide bombings they will claim responsibility because they want the world to know that they did this but all of a sudden the iranians which is one of the biggest muslim filled terror places on the planet they're 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 over and over and over denying all of this and saying why would we want to do this why would we want to shoot ourselves in the foot economically why would we really want world war three from that standpoint we don't want it blamed on us that's for sure <clears throat> excuse me maybe they want to get tick kick off world war three because the um imam mahdi which is their projected awaited savior They say that he cannot come back unless there's tons and tons and tons of bloodshed. That is the only motivation I can see for them going into World War III. But if that was the case, they would be owning up to this stuff. They'd be saying, yeah, we're out there bombing everything and blowing stuff up. What are you going to do about it, United States? They're doing the opposite. The total opposite. And every time I, the, uh, the United States says, yes, we have conclusive, it's not conclusive. You're, de you're, you're believing Pompeo and Bolton, two totally demon-possessed Luciferians that most likely, you know, eat babies for fun, and we're supposed to believe them, that they're giving us the truth. And they jumped, I mean, it was like instantaneous they were blaming Iran for this. And they made sure that when they did this, it was right off the Iranian coast, which made it all the more easier, easier for them to be blamed. Oh, and there's so much more I'm not even getting into all the red flags about this. Just this one event. But again, I, I could sit here and burn four-part study on this. I just don't have that time to do that. And um, you don't have the time either. So this goes on to say that Uh, a U.S. official in Washington, without offering any evidence, told AP, and this is from the one last month, which is exactly the same thing they're saying this time. American military team's initial assessment indicated Iran, Iran or Iranian allies used explosives to blow holes in the ships. You know, and, and the, the, the initial reports were, some of the initial reports were yes, and they're both at the bottom of the, of the Gulf of Oman or wherever it took place. And like, no, they're not. They're being towed in right now to the United Arab Emirates. You can look at the boats on a thing. There were people up on Hal Turner saying, no, the boat's right here. It's being towed to port. None of the boats sank. The crews were all evacuated. I don't think anybody even got hurt. You know. <laughs> the U.S. already had warned ships that iran or its proxies could be tar targeting maritime traffic in the region why because they're planning that thought over and over and then when something does happen iran is instantly conveniently blamed by the u.s why would they want to do that they're not going to be able to export oil this is hurting iran a lot all of this they're shutting down the shipping lanes now there's whole there, there's whole um shipping companies that aren't even going out of port anymore this is shutting down the economy in that whole region which is like the worst thing for iran that could happen why would they want to do that well they wouldn't but america sure would to cripple them 
economically. America is deploying an aircraft carrier and B-52 bombers to the Persian, Persian Gulf to counter the alleged still unspecified threats from Tehran that, they, that Tehran keeps denying over and over and over again. This more recent incident will likely be further exploited by the U.S. to continue building up its military forces in the region, which because they got to have their military forces built up to kick off World War III, some say starting in October-ish, that area. Um, this would, um, if they build up more military in the region, it's also applying further pressure to Iran and moving the entire globe closer to war with Iran, which really boils down to World War III. The U.S. has already arrayed its forces across the Middle East to aid in the ongoing proxy wars against Iran and its allies, as well as prepare for conventional war with Tehran itself. It is also a continuation of a long-standing U.S. foreign policy regarding Iran, put into motion over a decade ago, and carried out by each respective presidency since. Okay, so this is what they do. This is a continuation of long-standing U.S. foreign policy regarding Iran, put in motion over a decade ago. Remember the, the Brookings Code from 2009? How can we provoke them? What do we got to do? Well, Trump's their man. Continued sanctions and the elimination of waivers are part of Washington's unilateral draw from the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, or the GCPOA, or the Iranian nuclear deal. The deal was signed in 2015 with the U.S. withdrawing in 2018. While the decision is portrayed as a political differences between former U.S. President Barack Obama and current U.S. President Donald Trump, in reality, the plan's proposal signing and then withdrawal from the U.S. was planned in detail in advance as early as 2009 this is another way to provoke them as a means of justifying the long sought war with iran which would bring us into world war three which is the la one of the last dominoes that has to fall before the tribulation starts under the antichrist and false prophet the seven-year tribulation in their 2009 paper entitled okay so it's a paper which path to persia options for a new american strategy toward iran it's a pdf you can click on the link here and read the whole thing if you want i give you the link the corporate financier funded brookings institution which we define who they are okay would first admit the complications of a u.s-led military aggression against iran and this is straight from that report and it says any military operation against iran will likely be very unpopular around the world and require the proper international context so see that's what they're doing right now they're acquiring the proper international context by building this false case against iran of all these different things they supposedly keep doing and won't stop doing even though synagogue of satan and america and saudi arabia are actually the ones behind that because they want world war three because ultimately they want to possess and take over iran probably because of its oil reserves and who knows what else let me read that last sentence again any military operation against iran will likely be very unpopular around the world and require the proper international context both to ensure the logistical support the operation would require and minimize the blowback from it to ensure the logistical support the operation will require and oh the, the Okay, so both to ensure the logistical support the operation would require and to minimize the blowback from it, okay? So, and in other words, they have to have the proper international context. The proper justification, which is the case 
the false case that they're building now against Iran. The paper then, and they're telling you right now, this is what they had to try to figure out how to do. And, and we're seeing it now laid out in, real, in um, the real life world, how they're doing it. The paper then lays out how the U.S. could appear to the world as a peacemaker and depict Iran's betrayal of a very good deal, which is this, this um, but we backed out of it though the joint comprehensive plan of action that we were in with them. Iran's, they, we could depict Iran's betrayal of a very good deal, quote, a very good deal, as the pretext for an otherwise reluctant U.S. military response. See, we don't want to go to war with Iran, but they just keep provoking us. They just keep bombing all these tankers and doing all this false flag, all, all the, not false flag, doing all this stuff to all the shipping lanes and, and and they're creating this horrible environment. They just keep provoking us over and over. We've got a choice. We've got to go to war with them. We don't want to. But, you know, we're going to have to. The best way to minimize, and this is back to this Brookings paper, the best way to minimize international opposition and maximize support, however grudging or covert, is to strike only when there is a widespread conviction that the Iranians were given, but then rejected a superb offer. One so good that only a regime determined to acquire nuclear weapons and acquire them for the wrong reasons would turn it down. Under those circumstances, the United States or Israel could portray its operations as taken in sorrow, not anger, and at least some in the international community would conclude that the Iranians bought it on brought it on themselves by refusing this very good deal. And from 2009 onward, this is precisely what the United States set out to achieve. First with President Obama's signing of the 2015 nuclear deal, up to including President Trump's attempts to backtrack from it based on fabricated claims that Iran Iran failed to honor the agreement. The 2019 policy paper also discussed goading Iran into war, claiming, and this is from the paper, quote, with provocation, the international, diplomatic, and domestic political requirements of an invasion of Iran would be, mit would be mitigated. And the more outrageous the Iranian provocation and the less that the United States has seemed to be goading Iran, the more these challenges would be diminished. In the absence of a sufficiently horrific provocation, meeting these requirements would be daunting. Meaning they got to figure out a way to make Iran look like the bad guy. And the best way they're doing it now is, is, is it's death by a thousand cuts. Inch by inch, by inch it's a cinch. There are all of these things in the news cycle now, constantly. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, Iran, Iran wants to go to war. They're, they're bombing all the ships in there. They're doing this. They're doing that. Look, we got drone footage. We got this. We got that. We got, oh, there's an unexploded mine. Oh, look, they bombed these, you know, none of which makes any sense why they would want to do that. But it makes perfect sense if, again, they're trying to figure out here in this Brookings paper, how do we convince the world that we're the good guys and Iran is the bad guys? Grin, Iran's not, I mean, they're horrible, okay? I don't, how many, how many teachings have I done exposing Islam? But what I'm trying to tell you about here is something separate from that. This is a separate issue. This is what, this is bringing us into World War III. 
and how they're going to do it. They're telling you how they're going to do it. Unmentioned directly in this paper, but also an obvious method for achieving Washington's goal of provoking war with Iran, would be the U.S. simply staging an Iranian provocation itself. Of course. Which is what they're doing right now, over and over. They're just more little ones right now. Because see, we don't have all of our stuff over there yet. It's going to take a while to get all of our troops and all the people over there. And um, I've heard a, a lot of when this kicks in that they're going to reinstitute the draft. So I'm giving everybody a heads up. You know, they, I said this before, they want to get all of our, all of our good military. They want to get our, our, I'm, you know, our, uh, I'm not sure if they'll draft daughters. I don't know, but they're, they want to get every, as many Americans over there of fighting age as they can to, I really believe, slaughter them. And also not only that, but there'll be nobody here left to defend the homeland. All our military will be overseas fighting World War III. And then they're going to activate those Iranian sleeper cells. And then they're going to release the biologics. And then they're going to, I mean, they don't even have to hardly. They're, they're bringing it in on the southern border with all the disease and plagues and Ebola and the Congolese, you know, migrants that could be infected right now. They're bringing all that stuff in by design. And then not only that, they, they've got all kind of biologics that they could release and blame it on them. All of the different scenarios I've told you about, of all the things here, the Russian troops on our soil, the Chinese troops on our soil, how the Chinese have taken over the port, in, in ports in um, Los Angeles, or maybe oh, in California, some of the ports. Big ones, gigantic ones, okay? How they're letting, you know, thousands and thousands of illegal aliens come over the borders every day and they're not being stopped. All this stuff is being done by design on purpose so that when they pull the trigger, they're going to be in the best possible position of strength. And they're going to put the conservatives that are here, Second Amendment, conservatives, Christians, and these types in the worst possible position. That's the goal. This has been years and years, decades and decades, over a hundred years actually in the making. As the U.S. had done in Vietnam following the Gulf of Tonkin incident, or U.S. fabrications regarding weapons of mass destruction, Washington claimed Iraq held in its possession, the U.S. has a clear track record of not just simply provoking provocations, but staging them itself. It's how they get us into war. The alleged sabotaging of oil tankers off the shore of the United Arab Emirates in May and now additional attacks this month could be the beginning of a series of staged provocations aimed at leveraging the recent listing of the Iranian, I don't know, National Guard as a terrorist organization coupled with the increased economic pressure as a result of the U.S. sanctions reinitiated re after the US, U.S.'s own withdrawal from the Iranian deal. The U.S. has already attempted to leverage allegations in May of Iranian sabotage to further build its case against Iran. And that's what they're doing. They're building a case. When I saw Pompeo speak the other day, that's what he was doing. He says, this, this, and he's naming off all this stuff, none of which they have any proof on. None. But, sounds good on paper. Sounds good if, you, if you're only getting one side of the narrative, the lie side. Sounds real, oh, well, that sounds impressive. Yeah, I, I don't know what choice we got. We, 
those Iranians, they're crazy. They 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 want war. They're bombing, you know, bombing tankers in their own right off their own waters. They're so crazy. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Shut down the shipping lanes, choke Iran, Iran economically. Yeah, I'm sure they'd want to do that to themselves. Yeah, I'm sure they would bomb a Japanese tanker off its own coast when they're friends with Japan and their Japan prime minister was there meeting with their leader, trying to smooth things over. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Washington hopes that either war or at least an impending threat of war, coupled with crippling economic sanctions and continued support of political and armed sedition with Iran itself, will create the synergies required for dividing and destroying Iran's political order. I'm telling you, this is what is going to play out and play out and play. Unless God intervenes, again, this is something to definitely pray about, and I'm not saying God can't intervene, but if he does not intervene, this is the plan. Now, little video here. The U.S. plan to take out seven countries after 9-11. This was the goal. And Iran is the only one left. Showing uh, New York City at 8.45 a.m. on 9-11 an aerial view. Can you see God about 4,000 feet, about 5 east of your pole right now? Looks like he's... Yeah, that's him. That's another situation. What, what kind of airplane is that? Can you guys tell? I don't know. I'll read it out in a minute. So it's showing the planes hitting the uh, trade towers on 9-11. And then on 9-22, 9-22, okay, so 11 days later, this happened. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. This is not an Islamic act that was conducted. So I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who just used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. That was the first nation we went to war with after 9-11. That was the justification now. Remember, that was the justification. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, oh, sir. He says, it's worse than that. He pulled up a piece of paper off his desk. He said, I just got this memo from the Secretary of Defense's office. It says we're going to attack. This is General Wesley Clark telling you this. General Wesley Clark. And destroy the governments in, in seven countries in five years. We're going to start with... Seven countries in five years. Now, they weren't able to pull off that timeline. Remember, God's in control. You know, if that's if if that was the case, we would have already been way into World War Three by now, and, and I'm sure that was probably their plan. But you know, God's in control. Back. And then we're going to move to Syria. The Syrian government was responsible for this attack on its own people. Lebanon, Libya. We came. We saw. We died. <laughs> Hillary. Somalia. Now to the U.S. drone strike taking out militants from the terror group Al-Shabaab in Somalia. Sudan. Leaders of South Sudan have to live up to their responsibilities. And Iran. Policy of the Iran's the last one. United States of America should be the overthrow of the Mullahs. That's John Bolton, the, the devil 
uh, Warhawk that's that's in office right now, um, Trump's right hand man, basically. Regime in Tehran. Let's hear what he has to say again against Iran. And have to live up to their responsibilities. And Iran. Policy of the United States of America should be the overthrow of the Mullah's regime in Tehran. So he was saying this way, way back then. But we need to overthrow Iran. John Bolton. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic... John F. Kennedy, April 27th, 1961, said this. Uh, you know, I don't know how... You know, not probably too long before uh, he was assassinated. And ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. We face a hostile ideology... Dwight D. Eisenhower. ...global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, no war has been declared. And however fierce the struggle may be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. The Bible says in uh, Matthew 24, 6 and 7, You will hear of wars and rumors of war. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must happen, but the end is not yet. Again, great Bible verse. So, uh, this was, General Wesley Clark knew about this 10 days. He was told of this 10 days after 9-11. Okay. So, we're talking a long time ago, way before 2009, the Brookings paper that came out. So this has been a long-standing plan to do this. Now, the next report, um, Trump's war whisperer, John Bolton, who we just heard talk there. And this is just a short little video here on him. Is John Bolton the most dangerous man in the world? He's got leaders around the globe terrified he could trigger a full-scale battle between Iran and the U.S. Every day, that idea seems more possible. It's getting so scary, America's allies are now warning the U.S. could even end up in a war it doesn't want by accident. Hey, a lot of people believe that's how World War I started. Check out the escalation in just the last week. American headlines are humming with leaks from the White House warning that Iran is loading boats with ballistic missiles. The U.S. has ordered all of its military personnel out of the region. Its closest ally there, Saudi Arabia, is tweeting Tehran has launched drone attacks that it's time for the U.S. to strike first. Okay, then, Saudi Arabia, notice. Saudi Arabia, Tehran, and the synagogue of Satan. And when I, I call them that because I, I'm not, I don't want to throw like everybody from Israel. When you say Israel, you're including everybody in the whole you know, thing there. I'm talking about the wicked factions of the Israeli government. 
There are those Saudi and Norwegian oil tankers mysteriously attacked in the Gulf. The accusation is that Iran was behind this. Iranian leaders say they don't want war, but worry the U.S. is getting ready to attack. The New York Times reports the U.S. plans to send 120,000 troops if provoked. And so who is the leading American in charge of all this? Well, it's Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton. He's argued to topple Libya, Syria, and Iraq, and on his list now, Iran. So who is John Bolton? Well, even Fox News suggests they're afraid of his war talk on Iran. Tucker Carlson said this week that for Bolton, a war with Iran would be like having his birthday, Christmas, and Thanksgiving all wrapped into one. Bolton has a long history of arguing that if the U.S. doesn't like the way a country is led, they should be taken out with bombs. North Korea, for example, he publicly called for the Libya model. Remember what happened to Muammar Gaddafi? And Iran, well, Bolton's been lobbying for regime change there for more than a decade. Check out what he said just this past February as the Iranian regime celebrated its 40th anniversary. You are responsible for terrorizing your own people and terrorizing the world as a whole. I don't think you'll have many more anniversaries to enjoy. Whoa. Oh. Trump is obviously aware of Bolton's reputation, but says no worries. <laughs> he has strong views on things, but that's okay. I actually temper John, which is pretty amazing, oh, isn't it? <laughs> Nobody thought that was going to happen. I, I'm the one that tempers him, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Right. But is Trump still in control of that relationship? Please. Bolton is now sending ships to the Middle He's East. He's a puppet on a string. He doesn't temper anything. And warning an attack from Iran is imminent. Oddly enough, the day Bolton announced he was sending this aircraft carrier to Iran was almost exactly 16 years ago to the day from this moment. In this battle, we have fought for the cause of liberty and for the peace of the world. Yep, that's former President George W. Bush on the exact same ship after his invasion of Iraq announcing mission accomplished. Well, of course, we've since learned that the mission was far from accomplished. So Bolton does have Trump's ear. Almost as soon as he arrived at the White House last year, he talked the president into backing out of an international nuclear agreement with Iran. And now Bolton's being called the leader of the B-team, a global alliance pushing for an attack on Iran. Here's how Iran's foreign minister warned of the dangers this week. I believe the B team uh, is dragging the United States, or at least tries to drag the United States into a war. This is the foreign minister of Iran talking. Uh, it's not in the interest of the United States, nor in the interest of, of the region. I believe they are committing suicide. Suicide. So who are the other Bs? Well, it's Benjamin Netanyahu. Does he sound like he wants to go to war? the president of Israel, Mohammed bin Salman, the Saudi crown prince, and Mohammed bin Zayed, the president of the UAE. Here's a look at what a war could mean for the rest of the world. We'll see what happens with Iran. If they do anything, it will be a very bad mistake. If Trump attacks Iran, it could trigger a mega war. Yeah, you think? A Middle East conflict that would draw in Israel, Saudi Arabia, and American allies in the Persian Gulf and beyond. Yep. That could then force Russia, China, the Europeans, right. and even Canada to pick sides. 
And it's not just bombs anymore. Cyber warfare is a growing threat. Iran is considered a major hotbed for state-sponsored hackers. War would increase the odds that Iran and its allies would target American infrastructure like financial markets or telecommunications. The U.S. is ready with a preemptive strike if Iran makes any move. It's also developed a cyber weapon codenamed Nitrozeus, ready to take out Iran's air defenses, communication systems, and crucial parts of its power grid. Then there's oil. Prices could double if Iran closes off the Strait of Hormuz. 30% of the world's crude oil flows through this strategic shipping route. A war with Iran could also trigger another refugee crisis in a part of the world that's already hurting. Of the 60 million displaced people globally, close to 40% originate from wars in the Middle East. So we have that, and that goes on for a little longer, but that's the gist of, of um, you know, what we're talking about here. Now, I'm not going to belabor this. But if you remember, I don't know, it was about a month ago, probably, maybe three weeks, I played a clip from a man named David Goldberg, and he, he gave the predictions on that we're going to have, uh, they want war, um, World War Three in October. He had predicted, like, uh, you know, way before that, that they, we were going to send 100,000 troops over there, if that was the case, and all of those figures were confirmed after he said them. Um, well, supposedly he's been killed. Now, I don't know, but I am going to touch on this. I'm going to touch on this. Glenn Kennedy put out a, a thing on him. And, uh, the man is now claimed killed while his friends claim they are in possession of government documents. Is this true? I don't know, but it needs to go viral because if the war hawks like John Bolton really plan to go to war with Iran in October, it will be a disaster and Trump will lose all his remaining support. See, Glenn Kennedy's still on the Trump train. He still thinks he's a good guy. A lot of people still haven't un got the memo that Trump is a devil and he's all part of this. Okay, but you know, I stumbled across this David Goldberg information quite by accident and a very in very few an alternative media even picked up the story before it went viral here. I believe David Goldberg had sources because he came out with information regarding the U.S. readying 100,000 troops to be used in the Iranian war. This information came out over a month before it was reported in the mainstream media. Now his YouTube videos are taken down except for one that says he was found dead. Here's more. There's a report on it. Has the man David Goldberg really been killed after seeing a strange vehicle stalking him? Or did this man really exist at all? It's possible this person could could have created this David Goldberg identity to put out the real information and then decided to disappear before things got too hot. Either way, because of the accuracy of his previous videos, I take the last video he put out very seriously. I wish I would have saved the video, but luckily I summarized everything he said in it below. He said that the White House source said that the Iranian war would start in October for sure and that they would begin massive propaganda for the next few months. Isn't that what we're seeing? We've been seeing it and we are seeing it. See, they got to get us all in, into enough of a, of a froth and a frenzy by, let's say, September to get us to actually declare war in October when they will most likely have their last big false flag that they blame on Iran. That's how I see this going down, unless God intervenes. Here's the write-up from the last video Goldberg put out before he died. I sure bet 
against uh i sure wouldn't bet against the warhawks wanting to start iranian the iranian war in october um he reported that his sources have been exactly right on their information he reported 120,000 troops being sent to counter iran a month before it was actually reported in the new york times here's some highlights more troop increases with iran war will be announced in the coming months uh, the Iranian war is totally faked. It's been planned for years. There's no threat from Iran, of course. War is scheduled for October, and they will continue to ramp up the propaganda. The White House source says this Iran war will happen. It could start World War III, since Iran has great war fighting capabilities. But it's not going to just be Iran. It's going to be the, the allies joining them. The citizens are sheep, and they know nobody will stop them. That's why they told us about 9-11 on the TV show, The Lone Gunman on Fox. Yeah, okay. The Lone Gunman. Now, I think... Um, was that an episode on the X-Files, though? The Lone Gunman. I don't know, but anyway. Anywhere, they, they always they always telegraph what they're going to do to you before they do, or what they've already done to you. Because that's a Kabbalistic principle they have to adhere to. Um, they have to tell us what they're going to do so you will see more predictive programming through the summer for the buildup to the iranian war okay so for what it's worth i wanted to at least go over that okay? because that, that that can play a gigantic part in what we're actually going to be facing soon and obviously if we're into world war three in october i got a feeling they'll probably take down the internet at that point if that does happen because then at that point they won't really um they'll want to control the narrative lock stock and barrel and there'll be so much chaos going on that they'll have that excuse they'll have that pretext to say okay we got to shut everything down now along these lines i watched this video i don't know it was probably about 10 days ago and it's called the six-day war massacre uss liberty veterans reveal the truth about the synagogue of satan attack this is beyond comprehension i was going to play this but again this is over an hour and this is just part one so i guess i don't really have that kind of luxury in this ministry anymore with there's just so much news i need to cover that um it's like trying to take a drink off a fire hose you know you you, you just it's almost impossible so this was from true news and this was their memorial day edition and we they discussed the murderous betrayal that Israel, now again, I would say synagogue of Satan, carried out against the most decorated vessel from a single engagement in U.S. history. In part one of this powerful story, we are joined by the survivor, Philip Turney, a damaged controlman who fought to put out the napalm fires launched by Israel that day. And the retired sailor turned author, David Gary. Now, these are these guys, you can't claim that they're anti-Semites or something. They were on the ship when this stuff happened. And I was so blown away from this interview. And this is just part one of what this guy got into, of what Israel did to us, trying to sink that USS Liberty ship. And the cover-up that ensued by our own government at the highest, highest levels is something that I, I can't even comprehend it. And it's crazy because they just had this USS Liberty thing in Washington DC and the government made sure that there was like no press coverage and that they had the least amount of uh, a 
of honor and or accommodations as you could possibly imagine. It was a joke. The little, the little ceremony they let them have was outside. Um, which is just further proof that this is not something they want anyone in America knowing about. So if you do have some extra time, I would highly click, you say you click on this. You can go to True News or you can click on my link here, Six Day War Massacre. Um, these people are not lying, okay? Okay, sorry, I got interrupted there. Uh, so they, um, going back to this little little clip here uh, of this little bit of information. I, and again, I'm not going to play the video because it's over an hour long, but it's it's amazing. Um, it says that the retired sailor turned author, David Gary, um, he detailed the intentional butchering of Americans chronicled in their new book, Erasing the Liberty, because that's what they're trying to do, erasing all remembrance of this event, this USS Liberty, because it doesn't fit with the sis boom ba rah 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 America, you know, that we're, we're always the good guys and all this other stuff. It does not fit with that narrative at all. Uh, part two of this amazing story has already been put out. It, it aired on um, 5-28-2019. Remember, this is True News that put this out. You can find them on YouTube. And you will hear from these three more heroes of the USS Liberty, and you will be moved by their shocking stories of the Israeli attack on their vessel and how their stories have been suppressed for more than 50 years. I mean, this is so bad. This story will blow your mind. So... That's all I've got for, um, for this part, and we will go to part two next. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G. F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson. 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.